Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick, and it's Monday, the day of each week that we read back messages that you have sent in to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind email address, uh, which, by the way, you should give a try if you never have before. Uh, we always appreciate feedback to recent episodes, especially if you have something interesting you would like to add to a topic we've talked about. Uh, you can reach us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Let's see. Uh, Rob, do you mind if I kick things off today with this message from Daniel in response to our uh, our series? Well, this was in response to our series on stickiness, but specifically the uh, episode where we talked about sticky memories. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, and for context, uh, in the Sticky Memories episode, we we talked about the idea of flashbulb memories, uh, these memories that have a subjectively highly sticky quality to them. People many years later will report these types of experiences with uh, with confidence that they have very detailed, accurate memories, and specifically flashbulb memories are about uh, the moment that a person learned about a public event, often like a tragedy of some kind, like the moment somebody learned about the Kennedy assassination or the moment mm -hmm. somebody learned about 9-11, people very often report that they have detailed and very consistent, accurate memories about what was going on when they found out where they were and all that. And studies have shown, nope, they don't. <laughs> they just think that they do. We, we, for some reason, are especially convinced that these memories are are authentic and, and unchanging, but you can show that they're not. So, Daniel says, Hi, 
In regard to your episode about sticky memories, the unreliability of some of the details of these memories was of extreme interest for me, as I have recorded proof of some of these in my personal life. That is, family events recorded on video and then years later compared to my memory of this event, having never seen the video until now and noting the profound differences. Parentheses, I apologize for my possible poor writing skills, as I have autism and do not express myself well. It takes extreme effort to generate even this. Uh, well, uh, we, we appreciate the effort, uh, Daniel, and I think you're doing great. Daniel says, One event I will describe now. The memory I have is this. It's 2004. I'm playing with the first solid-state memory-based video camera I ever had. I'm at my grandmother's place. My auntie and I are pressure-cleaning the back pavement of her house. It's a crisp, cool, coldish, late-winter's breezy day. The splashing water from the pressure cleaner feels lovely on my legs. I'm a person who hates hot weather, and so this is a particularly nice memory for this reason. All this time, I am recording the event on the camera. This memory persisted for years and still does. However, how shocked I was two years later come across the original camera footage. Actual event as recorded. I was pressure cleaning with my auntie at my grandmother's place, washing the back pavement, but it was a stinking hot summer's day. And in the video, I was wishing it was a much cooler winter's day. I was imagining how much nicer it would be to feel the cold splashes along with the coldish late winter breeze. The original event plus my wishful alteration to the event was fused into one memory event. How many of our memories actually appear more favorable than they actually were because we included any wishful changes in the memory? E.g., at a wedding, a lovely time, but wish Uncle John could be here. In our memory, Uncle John is there, but proven wrong by the wedding video. This has happened a lot in my life, as I have recorded heaps of it since I was in primary school. Maybe this is one of the reasons the past can seem so much better than the present. The past has been edited by our minds in post-production to be better and is only picked up if we record it with technology as well and compare it. I would never have realized the inaccuracy of the pressure cleaner event if I hadn't recorded it as well. Cheers, Daniel. Oh, well, yeah, thank you for the excellent message, Daniel. And yeah, I, I think it's, it's amazing when people have uh, experiences like this. And I know I, my family didn't do a lot of home movies, but uh, my wife's family did some home movies. And I think she's talked about experiences like this, like remembering something one way, but then seeing it on video and, oh, it, it happened a different way and being so surprised by that. Uh, but I think there's something very perceptive to what you're saying about the idea of you think that you're uh, that the day you were out there with the pressure cleaner, feeling the water on your legs and wishing it was a cool day may have contaminated your memory in such a way that you remembered it as being a cool day. I, I think that could very well be a mechanism in play. And there is evidence I've read about before of the ability of the imagination to contaminate memories of events. So, for example, if you intentionally imagine yourself doing something, there is often a good chance you will later remember actually doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you have to keep in mind that 
uh, you know, it need not be a beneficial enhancer of memory. I mean, you can certainly have cases where uh, memory is made more traumatic uh, through recollection. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's ultimately uh, again, it comes back to the the, the fact that any time we we draw that memory out of the vault, we augment it in small ways, uh, and that can go in either direction subjectively. Right. So maybe if instead of sitting there thinking about how nice it would be if it were a cool day. You had been thinking about how much worse it would be if it were like 115 degrees outside. Maybe you would actually remember it that way. Yeah. But again, this is another great insight into just how curious memory is and, uh, and, and how susceptible to change it is. Obviously, when I said 115, I'm, I'm operating on the inferior Fahrenheit scale. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it would be 115 Celsius out. All right, here's another listener mail for us. This one has to do with our series of episodes on strange underwater photos and um, other images that are of questionable quality. Uh, This one comes to us from Wayne. Hi, Rob, Joe, and JJ. Thanks for the episodes on mysterious underwater photographs and the psychological explanations involving low-resolution information, where the lack of detail seems to encourage the human mind to come up with more fanciful explanations, while a higher-resolution image would have the opposite effect, no gaps to fill in. This made me think of HFR, or high-frame-rate video content, a.k.a. soap opera effect, which is higher than the traditional 24 frames per second. I've always wondered why this feature is universally hated in movies and TV. I think the low-resolution principle may be working here in reverse. We want there to be some mystery and gaps to fill in when we are engaging with fiction so we can feel more like an active participant. Even though there may not be anything substantial, we are actually missing with normal film speed. Maybe our brains are translating the lower bandwidth into a sense of mystery, which is more enjoyable and engaging than the sterile-seeming high-bandwidth HFR version. Keep up the great work. Wayne. Wayne, that is a really interesting idea. I don't know if I think that that's correct or not, uh, but I can certainly agree that the the high frame rate experience is not one that feels very magical to me. And even worse, I think, are the, I don't even know technically what's going on here, but the sort of, you know, the digital simulations of it with like the, uh, it's called different things on different TVs, but the 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 cursed motion smoothing effect that comes mm-hmm. as a, turned on by default on a lot of new televisions just looks abysmal, awful. Movies look terrible with this thing on. Yeah, it's it can be quite an experience. I was uh, I was with my family and we were staying with my wife's uncle and aunt and uh you know, we were staying at somebody's house. You don't want to go necessarily messing around with um with other people's TV uh settings. Some folks don't like that and they don't mind showing you. Um sorry, it lapsed into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre quote there, but but the point's still the same. It's, it's it may be impolite to mess around with uh someone's TV settings. So Uncle and Aunt had gone yeah. to bed. Uh, we decided to watch Black Panther, uh, a you know, spectacular special effects laden film with some great performances in it as well, some high drama. But we had to face the fact, are we going to keep watching it uh, in this strange format or are we going to just go to bed early? We decided to watch the whole film and it was still it was still great. You know, a, a film like that, I think, can take the visual ding. But it was weird. It was like watching like an old school Doctor Who episode yeah. instead of like the sleek Marvel Cinematic Universe film that it is. 
I don't know if I've, I, I may have told the story on the podcast before, if so, apologies. But one time my wife and I started watching a, a significant chunk of the first Lord of the Rings film with the motion smoothing mm -hmm. on oh, and the TV in a different place. And whoo boy, I mean, how to really suck the mystery and magic out of that, <laughs> uh, that prologue say with the Isildur and the, you know, the war against Sauron and all that. It, it takes like the, uh, the swirling mist and haze of mythology and turns it into just kind of like a hokey smudge. Everything looks so cheap and fake. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is why you see some filmmakers uh, and actors railing against it. Um, you know, I, it's uh, it, it, it kind of, you know, it disrupts the way that the art is supposed to be viewed and appreciated. Now, to be fair, I think we have somewhat strayed from, because Wayne was talking about high frame rate uh, video content or high frame rate film. I don't know what the exact technical relationship of that to the motion smoothing effect on the TVs is, but I will say the it, it feels similar, whatever is going on in these cases. I, I don't know if there is significant overlap technically. But the, the basic point about enhanced detail taking away from immersion, I, you do see that in, in, at times. You see it in cases we've talked about in Weird House Cinema before, where there may be a wire visible uh, or mm. a, Velcro, a Velcro strap or a zipper visible on a monster that would not have been visible in, say, the VHS age. Yeah. Uh, but now, and with restored, you know, some of these glorious restored uh, editions we have, sometimes you get to see the seams a little more than was intended. And uh, I, I understand it makes some of those uh, old effects uh, folks kind of wince at times because they're like, ah, it was never meant to be seen like this, and yet now it is. Well, but I, when I see a wire or a zipper today, I find that charming. I mean, that's just <laughs> lovely. I, I do not feel that about the act of taking a, a, a grand Tolkien-esque battle scene and, and turning it into a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Another example that comes to mind is sometimes you'll be watching a, um, you know, a period piece, you know, maybe it's a medieval saga. And, uh, one of the the heroes or villains, you know, gets a nice close up and they, they they yell something, and when their mouth is open, you get to see all of their dental work, all of their modern oh, yeah. dental work, and you know that might there might be a case to be made there. It's like we were never meant to see everything inside this actor's mouth with perfect clarity, and uh, you know I'm not saying it ruins a film or anything, but you know it, for a split second you're like oh oh I see those fillings there, medieval warrior. But so to come back to Wayne's idea, I guess the question would be. Is that because um, part of the magic of cinema relies on like the Eltanen antenna effect that like you're seeing some kind of something is lower resolution or some kind of information is missing? And part of the fun of watching cinema is letting your mind fill in those gaps? Uh, or is it is the cause something else? Is there a different reason that we prefer the look of the you know traditional lower frame rate? Yeah, yeah, these are great questions. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting, uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. 
Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, you know, I think up next, Joe, it's time for our favorite section of, of uh, Lister Mail. It's time for a little more tea talk. All right. Well, I can read this one if you want, but you're going to have to comment on it because you're the tea guy. Okay. You're the tea man between us. So this is from Susan uh, on the Facebook discussion module. Susan says, how did I not comment on Lapsong Suchong before? I feel like I did. It's just lost to time. Anywho, Lapsong Suchong is delicious. I'm not a fan of barbecue, so I wouldn't call it that, but it definitely is smoky as all get out, or at least it should be. I had to give it up, though, because my father refuses uh, to not make fun of the smell, and I got tired of it. I finally found a pu'er that I've liked, which is exciting because all the others I've tried have 100% tasted like boiled leather shoes. I remember forcing myself to drink my way through a box of it because I don't like to waste things, but for some reason, I try it again every few years. 
I think the one I tried recently was a chocolate one, and I guess my brain went, chocolate shoe leather, yum. Uh, and then as a footnote, I guess, to the idea of not liking to to throw things out or waste them, Susan says, uh, this is also why I drank a box of tea that tasted like hot Kool-Aid. Discovered I do not like the taste of hibiscus. Mm, you know, I haven't had a lot of hibiscus tea, but I do like some uh, cocktail mixes that involve hibiscus. I like some uh, things of that nature, some sweeteners that have hibiscus added to them. But as for uh, her larger uh, points here, um, I totally can uh, relate to needing to consume all of a tea that you buy. I, 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 I like trying out new teas, and occasionally I'll get one that I'm not crazy about, but I do feel like I owe it to the tea to go ahead and, and just go through the entire uh, amount that I ordered. Like, it would be—I'm not just going to leave it in there and uh, eventually throw it out. I'm not going to compost it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to consume it, even if I'm not crazy about it. You know, sort of in a way, sort of give it till the end of the um, the package to try and uh, win me over. Now, as for the, the Lapsang uh, Sushong, I, I'm still getting used to it. Uh, it's, it's not going to be my everyday tea, but uh, I do enjoy it. And other members of my household are, are tolerating uh, its aroma. So that's all well and good. Um, but I, I do love the, the pu'ers. Um, the, in fact, I'm drinking at this very moment uh, an evil snake king pu'er that I really like. And uh, a number of these do have a very kind of earthy, perhaps leathery, even kind of barnyard sort of um, uh, flavor profile that, yeah, it can take some getting used to. All right, Rob, I uh, want to take your pick between these two weird house messages here. Sure, sure, sure. Let's see. We have one. Uh, this one relates to uh, Danger Diabolic. This one comes to us from Paul. Robin Joe, my wife and I watched Danger Diabolic on Saturday night and thoroughly enjoyed it. After watching it, though, I have one observation and one question. First, you noted in your review that Diabolic is more anti than we may be used to in our anti-heroes in that he murders people who don't seemingly deserve it based on their actions. He definitely appears to, quote-unquote, shoot first. However, in the first heist we see in the film, he's entirely nonviolent. The gas he uses to confuse the agents guarding the cash is non-toxic, and even when he's being shot at from the helicopters, he's evasive but non-violent in response. It's only after the government reinstates the death penalty, specifically because of him, that we see him use violent tactics. Maybe it's the government that shot first. Second, where do supervillains hire their contractors? That underground layer is fantastic. I, on the other hand, have a hard time just finding a competent plumber. Is there a secret version of Craigslist only available to supervillains? Looking forward to the next Weird House Cinema. Paul. I do imagine if you are uh, hiring people to make modifications to your underground layer and your diabolic, you will have the problem that you will have to find contractors who accept as payment uh, like sweaty, smelly money. <laughs> yeah, it, I also had some of the same thoughts watching it. Like, who who built? And then this is the type of film where you you can easily jump out of that kind of uh, of thinking. But um, but yeah, who who would build this? Where did this come from? What is the origin story of this vast facility underground? And I do love that a film like Danger Diabolic does not feel like it needs to explain that, whereas plenty of modern films would. Um, that being said, you know, I do have to single out uh, the television series Better Call Saul for doing one of the better jobs I've ever seen of explaining the origin story of a complex 
underground villain's lair in a in a believable sense. Like, how would this possibly come together and how would you possibly attempt to keep it secret? On the subject of Danger Diabolic, we also heard from listener Matt in Discord. He commented, quote, Diabolic shares some DNA with Chronicles of Riddick, I guess, in that, quote, evil should be fought with a different type of evil, unquote. It's a pretty good point. Pretty good point. Yeah. (laughs) However, I will say there are no good guys encouraging Diabolic to fight evil in the film. He just gets drawn into a prolonged feud with uh, with criminals in the government. Uh, Nobody's saying like, yes, finally we can use Diabolic to... uh, to deliver us from the tyranny of the the government and or the crime lords. Can you imagine a movie that's Riddick versus Terry Thomas? <laughs> oh, what yeah. would Terry I mean, Thomas in a way, say about Riddick? <laughs> it, it, well, it raises a tough question. Like, who would be the modern Terry Thomas? Who could do that? Who would be the the actor for that role? Um, wait, I think I have an idea. I think Hugh Grant. Um, Hugh Grant could do it. Uh, Michael Sheen, I think, would especially contemporary ah. Michael Sheen could do a nice one. Um, which is interesting because Michael Sheen definitely had his sort of action period, his sort of like Underworld Three era, where he would be more of like a a fitting like physical adversary of Riddick. Uh, but but current Michael Sheen, he's at a different stage in his um, his life and career where he could. And of course, he's a brilliant performer that can portray a serious character as well as a highly comedic and um, and campy character. And I think he would be particularly delicious as that kind of adversary for maybe not maybe not for Riddick, but somebody like Riddick. Well, you know what? I was I was half joking about Hugh Grant, but actually he plays a a bullseye Terry Thomas role in the recent Dungeons and Dragons movie. I mean, yes. that's a Terry Thomas character. It is. It is. And that is a great, great role. Great role in that film. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, late career Hugh Grant here. Um, he's playing an Oompa Loompa next, which I'm excited to see. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in the trailer. It looks, it looks, looks fabulous. All right. Well, we're, we're going to go ahead and close up the mailbag there. Uh, real quick, you might have heard us mention the discussion module. Uh, that's the Facebook group. If you want to join it, uh, you can just go to go onto Facebook, look for it, and then request entry. I think you have to answer the easiest question in the world. What is the name of the podcast? And if you can't get that right, well, then you don't get in. I'm sorry. You don't belong. You don't belong there. Uh, you can try it again another time. Uh, and you may have heard us mention as well uh, the... Um, the, uh, the Discord page, uh, the Discord server, or what have you. Uh, if you would like to access that, just email us. We'll throw out that email address here in, here in a minute. And if you just email and say, hey, I want to be in the Discord, well, we'll send you the link to access the Discord. It's pretty easy. Huge thanks, as always, to our excellent audio producer, JJ Posway. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. 
What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.